Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Selmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield News and Weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to our place with our Mansfield trivia question. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Mansfield ranked one of the most livable cities in the country. Council approves and declines zoning changes in a moment with the mayor. Mansfield partners with Fort Worth Chamber for economic growth. And Mansfield seniors prepare to walk the stage this week. Coming up in the features section. I'm science reporter Dennis Webb, and I'll be explaining the recent picture of the black hole later in the science segment. Summer in Texas means it's hot, and you'll want to avoid heat illness. I'm Angel Biasani with Methodist Mansfield News to Know, coming up later in the episode. I'm Beth Steinke, and today on the Mansfield Real Estate Update, we are talking about all the things you should know when visiting an open house. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that might have you hunting for your camping gear. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve concludes his in-studio talk with MEDC Executive Director Jason Moore. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams of Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, we invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read, in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. We are all too familiar with what those sounds can bring. Storms, hurricanes, tornadoes, no matter what they're called, no homeowner wants to hear warnings like these. It means that your family, your home, and your possessions could be in serious danger. What most homeowners don't consider is that their trees can cause significant storm damage to their property. High winds may cause branches to be torn free or an entire tree to fall, putting you and your home in serious jeopardy. Bartlett Tree Experts can help reduce the risk of this happening to you. Located in the triangle, Bartlett Tree Experts are truly tree care professionals. We will evaluate your landscape, identify any high-risk trees, and make recommendations for maintaining the safety of your trees. A complimentary consultation by certified arbors is the first step in preparing your property for inclement weather, hurricane force winds, and even lightning. But you should act fast. We've already had a few close calls in this area, and you don't want to look back and wish you'd given us a call when it's too late. Call Bartlett Tree Experts today at 1-877-BARTLETT or online at Bartlett.com. That's Bartlett.com. 
Hi, I'm Richard Nevins, the Economic Development Director for the City of Mansfield, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Mansfield has been rated one of the most livable small cities in the nation, according to a new study by Smart Asset, an online technology and financial publication. The study focused on 286 cities with less than 100,000 residents using metrics to establish livability, concentration of entertainment establishments, bars, restaurants, home affordability, average commute time, housing costs, poverty and unemployment rates, health care sites, and percentage of residents without health insurance. Mansfield ranks number 35 in the United States, but ranks number two in the state of Texas, preceded by Flower Mound, which ranked number four nationally. Overall, Texas had only three small cities in the top 50. To help achieve its livability status, the city of Mansfield follows five guiding principles known as True North. North is an acronym that stands for Noteworthy Essentials, Organizational Excellence, Remarkable Experiences, Together as One, and Healthy Economy. I'll bet Mayor Michael Evans has a comment or two on our new statewide status. Let's get into it with a moment with the mayor. Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday evening, and we call this a moment with the mayor. The following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. We say top of the morning to Michael Evans. And top of the morning to you, sir. Thank you for having me on, Steve. It was a busy day or busy evening Monday night at uh, the, the council meeting. We start off with a, uh, was it a, a proclamation, the National Foster Care Month? That is correct. Um, it was it was a busy night, but it was a great night. We got a lot done, I believe, and I appreciate council for that. Uh, but uh, to begin, uh, the uh, public portion of the meeting uh, did issue a proclamation honoring National Foster Care Month. Uh, foster parents and families, uh, when we think about it, they open their hearts and their homes to thousands of children, literally thousands, who are awaiting uh, adoption. And they uh, selflessly nurture at-risk children. And and we believe together as a city and the council that it's important uh, to recognize and to honor their commitment uh, throughout uh, the month of May. And we we just didn't want the month to get by us without um, saying thank you to those persons who serve in the uh, foster care community. And, And we hope even to invite others to join in with that particular service. Next up on the agenda was uh, the the furthering education of Texas leadership, and that also includes one of our council people. It, it does. It does. Uh, we recognize several members of city leadership for graduating, actually, from the Texas Municipal League Leadership Fellows Program. And um, yes, uh, Ms. Tamara Bounds, uh, councilwoman Tamara Bounds is uh, one of those. And of course, we had uh, others that uh, went through and uh, received that, that we call it an honor because it really is. We've got, we have great staff and um, it's good to know that uh, they have their minds on the forefront of the things that need to happen in this city, but also in this state. So it was great. We just ended a municipal election, which you and uh, and Tamara Bounds were running unopposed, but nonetheless, you still had to be sworn in. Yeah, we did. And as a matter of fact, um, to our surprise, our names were still on the ballot. And, um, you know, I appreciate it, but it was an announcement uh, more so or just a statement on the ballot that said uh, uh, we were duly elected. And I thought... 
Hallelujah. So we were we were honored last night to be sworn in by Dr. Gwen Morrison. Uh, Dr. Morrison is the longest serving public official in Tarrant County. She has served on the Tarrant County College Board of Trustees. Listen to this, Steve, since 1976. Man, I was 10 years old, you know, (laughs) 1976. And uh, she honored uh, the the two of us, uh, uh, Miss Bounds and myself, uh, by swearing us in. And it was just a great night. We had friends, family there and uh, took a lot of pictures. So it, it was it was good and it was festive. And then after that, uh, there was another uh, ceremonial uh, with the uh, with the mayor pro tem. Yes, it was. Uh, we uh, voted to reappoint um, Councilman uh, Todd Tenora as uh, mayor pro tem. And um, his job, of course, is to uh, exercise with the mayor's authority in case of my absence. And I don't intend on being absent, but uh, Todd is, is a great Great uh, man, great partner, great businessman uh, here in our city. And um, the council just said to him, Todd, keep doing a great job. And and he deserves every bit of it. One of the bonds that passed in the election was the expansion of the trails. Uh, actually, the only bond that, that the passed. The only bond. The only bond that that's passed. Right. And uh, uh, wasting no time, the trail expansion came up on the uh, the agenda last night. Yes, sir. We know that that is a $10 million endeavor. And and really, on a very serious note, and I continue to say this, and I really do mean it, uh, thank you uh, to the voters uh, who um, uh, allow us, and they have they have spoken, I think, very clearly. And uh, we, we've got trails, and we're going to make sure that we have the best trail system in the entire uh, country and the t- entire state of Texas. You know, we were voted uh, number two uh, in the state as being a great place to live. But let me tell you something. Two is not good enough. We know that we are number one in the great city of Mansfield, Texas. So we're expecting that uh, when we complete our trail system, we're going to put a we're going to put a dot right on top of that. I we're going to cross that T and we're going to cross that finish line to number one and never settle for number two, Steve. See, I left you speechless. Well, you did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I love my city. Are you kidding? <laughs> Before we get into a couple of zoning change, uh, let's uh, just go and lead you right into consent agenda. And All right. All right. Leaving, le- leaving Stephen speechless. All right, Steve. Okay, here we go. All right. Council approved. Uh, we approved funding uh, for the connector roadway, which will link a North Main Street, also known as U.S. Uh, Highway 287. It's going to link it to 157. And uh, the amount is not to exceed $523,800. Uh, we also approved an advertising campaign for the Mansfield Economic Development Department with uh, a company by the name of Ad Giants Ventures. And we're doing this to create a, a one-of-a-kind brand campaign uh, to present our community, our city, as a top option for businesses to relocate uh, to the city of Mansfield. So uh, again, what we're doing is we we're producing our own videos, and, and we're saying to, to companies throughout the country, come here to Mansfield, Texas, because we know that when we have good business partners, that what that does is it lowers the tax burden on our residents. Sure. And uh, that's that's what we want to do while maintaining our quality of living, a quality of life here uh, in the city. So we're, we're excited about that. And that's not to exceed $185,000. Well, while, while dotting the I with a star. 
Yes, with a star. You better know it. (laughs) All right. We also had a resolution suspending the effective date for um, Encore's requested uh, rate change. Uh, We we approved that, as well as a a resolution to consider a grant application to the Texas Department of Emergency Management for Watson Branch uh, Channel Improvements. And we believe that uh, our residents uh, will... Uh, appreciate the fact that uh, we just we just really want to um, dive just a little bit deeper into what that uh, requested uh, rate change by Encore is going to look like. I, I don't think that we should rubber stamp anything. So um, we're going to check that out, and and of course uh, we'll move forward from there. You'll hear more about that uh, later on in the months to come. I'm All sure. Right. A couple of zoning change uh, items came up on the agenda, and uh, well, one went one way and one went the other. You know that that is that is true, and it says says a lot about uh, again our council and and about groupthink. I mean, you don't ever know how how things will happen. Sometimes people believe that you know our minds are already made up, but they really aren't. You know, until we get down there and we start discussing things. So uh, uh, before finalizing our council meeting, we held a public hearing and a first reading of an ordinance to approve zoning change, zoning change to approximately uh, 2.9 acres uh, of land uh, located at 301 Sayer Street uh, to be used by Habitat for Humanity. It will it will uh, lead to the construction of about uh, 22 homes, 22 homes. And uh, we know that Habitat uh, has done an outstanding job in our city. As a matter of fact, they built about uh, 15 homes uh to date, uh, many of us, many of us in the community, we've been a part of that. But but here's an interesting uh, note, uh, and that is that of the 15 homes that uh, Habitat has already built in the city, every one of them has retained and, and is retaining their original owner. So those those good people, those taxpayers, yeah. are still here in the city, and they are contributing uh, to uh, um, our. Our beloved city in, in many ways. Not only are they paying taxes here, but they're actually uh, a part of the um, just the, the fiber of the community, uh, boards and commissions. So um, Habitat, we know that they're going to do a good job. Well, I was going to say that I think that that uh, that plays into the fact that they're building a good quality home, that the, the original owners are still are still there. They are still there, and you are right. As a matter of fact, uh, Habitat standards um, in regard to home building uh, exceed uh, the state standards. They exceed the state standards. So we're very proud about uh, what they're going to uh, put on the ground. And then the final part? Yep. The final, uh, the, the next came the public hearing, uh, continuation in the second and final reading for an ordinance approving a change of uh, zoning to approximately 60.92 acres at 1400 Flying L Lane uh, to be used for single family homes. Now, now that was denied. That was denied. Now, I think it's important for people to understand that uh, uh, denial does not mean that uh, people can't bring an idea in front of us again, because actually they can. It passed the first reading, but they are able to come back with uh, to us and uh, bring back uh, to the council what we hope is is a better looking uh, product. And uh, we're expecting them to do that. And uh, we look forward to working with uh, those builders. Got big plans for Memorial Day weekend? You know, I, I tell you, we do, uh, of course, here in the city. And um, we're looking forward 
to uh, paying homage to those who pay the ultimate sacrifice Absolutely. Uh, here for our country. We enjoy these freedoms because those men and women gave their lives. And, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm hoping that uh, your listeners, uh, our residents, that they will do the same on this Memorial Day. Thank you so much for asking me about that. And, and God bless our veterans and God bless their families. Absolutely. We'll see you in two weeks. Yes, sir. It's a moment with the mayor. This is about Mansfield. The city of Mansfield has become an economic team player as the Fort Worth Chamber announced the launch of its Regional Economic Development Partnership, promoting regional growth and economic development across the western side of the DFW Metroplex. The first-of-its-kind collaboration brings together more than 18 municipalities, including Mansfield, to strengthen community relationships, track business trends, and share data and resources. The partnership will have a dual focus, supporting existing local businesses, as well as marketing the region as a target destination for relocating companies. In addition to Mansfield, the founding municipal partners include Burleson, Corinth, Granbury, Joshua, Keller, Saginaw, South Lake, and Weatherford, along with EDCs from Cleburne, Decatur, Grapevine, HEB, North Richland Hills, and Parker County. Tis the season where Mansfield seniors don their gown and mortarboards as MISD graduation ceremonies are set this week at the Center for the Performing Arts. Six graduations will take place over three days. Early College High School kicks off the ceremonies on Thursday night at 6.30. Graduations on Friday include Lake Ridge at 9.30 a.m., Mansfield High at 2 p.m. and Legacy at 7 p.m. Graduations conclude on Saturday with Summit at 9.30 a.m. and Timberview at 2.30 p.m. Students graduating from the Phoenix Academy will participate in their home campus graduation. All six graduation ceremonies will be streamed live on the MISD website. We've posted a link on our website, aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the links tab. Just a quick reminder that if you know of any news that's happening in Mansfield, shoot us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that email address is news at aboutmansfield.com. Please include your name and telephone number in case we need more information. This Saturday, it's a holiday weekend, is National Brisket Day, which celebrates one of the nine prime cuts of beef. Brisket comes from the breast or lower chest of beef, and when prepared correctly, renders both flavor and tenderness. Brisket is a tough and relatively inexpensive cut of meat. While it requires some patience to cook brisket to tenderness, the reward is well worth the effort. Select a well-marbled cut of meat. The fat will keep the brisket moist and add flavor to the final product. Season it well, give it a dark sear, and seal in those juices. Cook it slow and cook it long. Whatever you do this Saturday, do it with brisket. Let's head on over to the weather desk and see if brisket day is going to be in your favor weather-wise. Here's Colleen. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. As of this recording, there was a possibility that rain showers on Tuesday would continue into the early hours of Wednesday morning, but after that we should be dry until early next week, when we have a slight chance of rain. We're looking at a high of 76 on Wednesday, 85 on Thursday, 89 on Friday, 92 on Saturday, 93 on Sunday, 94 on Monday, and 93 on Tuesday. 
The Tarrant Regional Water District reports that most lawns in the Mansfield area will need help from sprinklers later in the week, perhaps up to three-quarters of an inch. The weekend will be sunny and windy. Watering tip? Convert landscape bed sprinkler zones to drip irrigation and save water from wind drift. For more watering tips, visit waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Today, we're talking science, health, real estate, home improvement, and rounding it out with the cocktail of the week. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people trust Methodist. Hi, this is Roger of the Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight. The real estate market is far more dynamic today than it has ever been, with values changing quickly. Now is the time to get an update on your real estate portfolio. We're offering a no-cost, no-obligation real estate portfolio review to all About Mansfield podcast listeners. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more and to stay on top of what's happening in your neighborhood. Thank you for allowing us to serve you as your go-to Mansfield area real estate resource. Again, that's homesinmansfield.com. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and we are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no no charge. For more information on starting your podcast or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hey Mansfield, Sonia here from Wise Wellness. Did you know that Wise Wellness is now mobile? Yep, we have changed our business model to best serve our clients. That means you can order online and usually have it delivered within 24 hours or less. We're bringing the best CBD tinctures, topicals, edibles, and pet products directly to your door. Visit our website at wisewell.com to see our selection. That's W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Got pain? Need sleep? Does your pet have storm or separation anxiety? We've got you covered. Don't forget about our specialty, Tom's Treats. These little gems of goodness can help promote better sleep and overall wellness. With six main ingredients and no preservatives, they're the best around. Give us a call at 682-313-4767, visit the website, or reach out to us on social media to connect. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, use the promo code 
AMPOD to buy one, get one free on our website. Again, that's wisewell.com. W-Y-S-E well.com. Hi, this is Mansfield ISD Superintendent Dr. Kimberly Cantu, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb explains astronomical interferometry and black holes. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. There was some news recently about the first photograph of a black hole at the center of our Milky Way galaxy, and it looked like an out-of-focus picture of a lumpy orange donut. Let me explain how human beings did this and what it means. First, what is a black hole? Simply stated, a black hole is a spherical area of space where matter is so densely concentrated so that gravity is so strong that objects drawn through the outer piece of it, called the event horizon, cannot ever escape and no light can escape hence the blackness of the hole. Also, time stops once you cross the event horizon. Weird. A century ago, Einstein's new physics opened up all sorts of possibilities, including the notion of a black hole that first came together in the 1960s. Once there was a rich body of theoretical analysis of how a black hole might work and how they might be detected, observational astronomers started to look for them. As they emit no radiation themselves, you have to look for the strange things happening near the event horizon, and it's a very strange place. They looked and eventually found what appeared to be black holes at the center of many large galaxies, including our own Milky Way galaxy. However, getting a picture of it seemed impossible. We recently figured out that this supermassive black hole at the center of our galaxy has a mass of 4 million of our suns crammed together in a sphere similar in size to the planet Uranus's orbit about the sun. It is really big and unimaginably dense. As big as it is, it is still 27,000 light years away, so the phenomena around the event horizon would be too small for our telescopes to make a picture. You need to take a picture that is 2 times 10 to the minus 4 arc seconds across to see the event horizon and its environment. I'll help you understand how teeny this is. A single arc second is 1 hundredth of a degree, and this field of view is still 2 ten thousandths smaller. Earth telescopes can only resolve detail down to about one-tenth of an arc second because of the brutal physics of optics and the interference by the atmosphere between the telescope and space. And increasing the magnification doesn't make the picture any sharper. You can move the telescope above the Earth's atmosphere, like the Hubble Space Telescope, but the resolution only improves to about 0.04 arc seconds limited this time by the size of the telescope's mirror. You could make the the Hubble's mirror a lot bigger, but there's no practical way to make it big enough. In fact, you would need for the mirror to be almost as big as the Earth. So that is a dead end for astronomers, or is it? Astronomers have faced this problem of unaffordably large telescopes while trying to increase resolution, and physics has a little hint. If you take two 12-inch telescopes, separate them by 100 yards, you can carefully combine their light to produce a thing called an interferogram. This is not really an image of the object. However, there is information about what the object looks like hidden inside of it that would let you understand some things about the structure you could see directly only with a 100-yard wide telescope. It is really hard to do this combining the light from two telescopes, and it takes a lot of complicated image math to make these make out these tiny structures, but human astronomers have been doing this since the 1920s. This is called astronomical interferometry. And by the 1940s, we had figured out how to do it with radio telescopes. 
I'll spare you the details, but radio astronomy can be used to make regular pictures as well as interferograms, as improbable as that seems. A subject for another day. Anyway, back to the picture of the black hole. Astronomers knew they needed a telescope as big as the Earth to make this picture, and for several reasons, radio astronomy would actually take a clearer picture than than optical astronomy. As a planet-sized radio telescope is currently unavailable and impossible for now, they worked for several years to get the cooperation of radio observatories all around the planet to form a coalition that they called the Event Horizon Telescope, because that's what you're trying to make the picture of, and added in some optical telescopes to gather additional information to make the picture. It turns out our planet has astronomical radio telescopes all over the place, operated by many different nations and research organizations, but many of them wanted to participate. So in 2017, that's five years ago, many of these dishes pointed at the center of our galaxy. They had to invent better methods to record the radio waves so they could bring them all together to create a good enough interferogram. The more observations you take, the more information is hidden in the interferogram. They recruited existing radio telescopes from the South Pole to Greenland from Hawaii to Europe. Because the observations were made over time, the Earth rotated, increasing the amount of information hidden in the interferogram. Now, making a clear image from an interferogram is as much art as science, involving a lot of high-powered mathematics that I will spare you. I don't completely understand it myself, but the evolving techniques have survived decades of peer review among very competitive astrophysicists. It apparently took several years for them to figure out what it looked like and make an accurate photo and prove all the, the many other things they discovered. So this year, 2022, the massive multinational team was finally confident enough to publish a paper and we get to see the picture. Science. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Getting too much sunshine can lead to heat illness. Angel Biasati helps beat the heat in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Summer in Texas means it's hot. And if you plan to spend any time outside, you'll get sweaty. And you'll want to avoid heat illness. Heat illness is extremely common, especially in Mansfield, because of the high temperatures and humidity. Dr. Keaton Trivetti, emergency physician on the medical staff at Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, recommends that you watch for the signs and symptoms. The illness will continue to progress, leading up to heat stroke. When we get toasty outside, we start to sweat, and the body tries to regulate our temperature within a safe range. Cooling mechanisms include an increased heart rate, the familiar sweating, and flushed cheeks as more blood rises to the skin's surface. If steps are taken to cool down at this point, symptoms will not progress into anything more serious. If you become lightheaded, abnormally fatigued, have muscle cramps or feeling faint, or have a headache or tunnel vision, you're on your way to a heat-induced illness. Stop what you're doing, stop the physical activity, get to a cool place, and start rehydrating. Heat illness progresses in stages from manageable symptoms to full-on emergency. In the beginning stage, your legs and feet will begin to swell. For some people, you may get a heat rash. Please move into the shade 
get inside to air conditioning, and your symptoms should clear up. If you continue to be out in the heat, your heat illness can progress. Most people experience heat cramps. You'll see the symptoms most often with those who have been exercising in the heat. You lose your electrolytes. Symptoms include cramping in the fingers and toes, tingling in the face, arms, and legs. If you have these symptoms, get inside or a shaded area quickly to help bring your body temperature down and avoid the sun. In the late stages of heat illness, this is where things can get serious. When someone is in the heat for too long and has become dehydrated, there is a drop in blood pressure. This is dangerous because it's when people begin to faint, which can lead to head injuries or the consequences of collapsing. Get to a shaded or air-conditioned area quickly. Slowly begin drinking cool water. The last two stages of heat illness are the most dangerous, heat exhaustion and heat stroke. Both are caused by severe dehydration and prolonged exposure to high temperatures. With heat exhaustion, the body can still use the mechanisms in place to cool itself down. The barrier between exhaustion and stroke is about 104 degrees, but the hallmark sign of heat stroke is a change in mental status. Heat exhaustion has most likely escalated to heat stroke when someone is not alert, they're very confused. This condition becomes life-threatening at this point as organ functions start to fail. Call 911 or get to a hospital. Dr. Trevetti warns that for children, their bodies can adapt to high temperatures, as well as adult bodies can, so they will reach these final dangerous stages of heat much faster than adults, in fact, in a manner of minutes. That's why you should never leave a child or pet in a car when it doesn't feel that warm outside, because their bodies are a lot smaller and can reach dangerous stages faster. When the outside temperature is 93, inside a car can reach 125 degrees in 20 minutes. Heat illness in children will develop very quickly and then progress very rapidly to heat stroke. Various organs can start to fail, causing severe illness, permanent disability, or even death. With Methodist Mansfield News to Know, I'm Angel Biasati for the About Mansfield podcast. Ever driven past an open house but were too shy to stop? Realtor Beth Steinke says, y'all come on in, in this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. So, you see an open house sign, and you've got a little time to kill, and you ask each other, you want to go check it out? Well, come on in. Today, we are pulling the curtain back on the open house. Love them or hate them, the open house is a real estate staple that isn't likely going away anytime soon. But do they sell houses? The short answer is occasionally. Are they necessary to sell a house? Absolutely not. So why do so many agents do them? Well, the answer is exposure. Yes, that's the dirty little secret your agent may not have told you. Am I expecting to meet buyers there? Yes. Am I expecting to sell the house I'm hosting? Not likely. 
But I'm also hoping to meet other neighbors who might be considering selling in the coming months or who are just checking out the competition. Truthfully, the best open house day is when I pick up a new buyer that doesn't already have an agent, or I impress a neighbor with my dazzling marketing flyer, or maybe even some fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. Real estate is a people business, and we really do love people and houses. So come on into our open house. We want to meet you, answer your questions about the house and the market, learn more about you and your reasons for stopping by, and to help you in any way we can. Important announcement alert. The realtor is not your enemy. In fact, if you don't have a realtor on speed dial in your phone, then we need to talk and you need to re-listen to episode 118 where we talk about the role of a realtor. But the most important job that we do at an open house is actually the security of the home. A busy open house is exciting, but if the realtor is by themselves, protection of the seller's personal belongings and realtor's personal safety are of paramount importance. If you're chatting with a realtor and they're glancing around at other people in the home, now you'll understand why. They have to be vigilant at all times. I'm lucky to have Roger working with me full time, and we always do our open houses together. Here are some do's and don'ts when you visit your next open house, all based on personal and real life experiences. Number one, do eat the snacks. We don't want to pack all that stuff up and take it home, or worse, eat it all by ourselves. Number two, Don't sit on the sofa and make yourself at home. Sellers do not dig this, and it's uncomfortable for the realtor because we don't want to have to ask you to leave. You look so comfy. Number three, do sign the visitor's log. We have to share feedback with the seller about all the people that came through the open house. Number four, don't avoid the realtor. We promise we won't make you buy it if you don't like it. And if you're acting shady, we're going to be on you like flies on honey. Number five, do tell us what you think. We learn a lot from potential buyers, and we want your feedback. Number six, don't give a fake name and phone number when the realtor asks you to sign in. Just put do not call next to your name, and most realtors will honor that request. Number seven, if you are already working with a realtor, do put their name on the visitor log so the agent can reach out to them with important information and updates about the house. Number eight, do talk to us. You may be the only human we've seen in the last two hours. We can't survive without people interaction, so you are the hero of the day. So come on in, take a look around, and see yourself living here. Hope to see you at an open house real soon. Now here's Steve with this week's Mansfield Real Estate Update. Thanks for covering for me, Steve. Absolutely. Thank you, Beth. The April numbers are out, so let's compare them with last year's numbers. The median home price in April last month was $444,000, up 21% year over year. However, it's down a little bit from last month, which topped out at $467,000. Active listings are up 52% from last year. That's a good sign for buyers, but closed sales are down 13%, really a sign of how few homes have been available for sale. Let's get to the real estate trends for this week in Mansfield, which include 58 available homes ranging from 265000 to $2.4 million. There were 24 homes sold last week at an average of 106% of list price. Hey, Beth, close this out, will you? Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred? Either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is serving up another Cocktail of the Week. This week's Cocktail of the Week is Sex in the Woods. Sex in the Woods is a fun twist on the classic cocktail Sex on the Beach. This twist on the classic Sex on the Beach recipe uses moonshine instead of vodka 
So please be aware that the addition of the moonshine literally packs a punch for this drink. But don't worry about taking notes. I'll be giving all the ingredients and directions and posting them on bourbongospel.com. Ingredients, two ounces of moonshine. Something like Climax moonshine might be a fun thing to add to this particular drink. One and a half ounces of cranberry juice, one and a half ounces of orange juice, three-fourths of an ounce of peach schnapps, and an orange slice for really for you to throw away when you start to drink your drink. To make this cocktail, you're going to pour the moonshine, the cranberry juice, the orange juice, and the peach schnapps into a shaker with ice. Shake thoroughly for how long? Yeah, that's right, 20 to 30 seconds. And then use a strainer poured into a tall glass filled with, yes, fresh ice, not the dirty used ice. And then garnish it with that orange slice that you're just going to take and throw away anyway. As always, I'm interested in hearing your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Congratulations to Sarah Phillips, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What was the Blessing Funeral Home's two-story building originally used for in 1877? According to VisitMansfieldTexas.com, college founder Dr. John Collier and his family occupied the lower floor while the upper floor housed some of the female educators and students. It was the first house in Mansfield to have indoor plumbing. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Our Place Restaurant. It's real home cooking featuring breakfast all day as well as lunch and fresh baked homemade pies. They're open daily 6 to 3. You can find them on the internet at ourplacerestaurants.com. And by the way, did you see Our Place on the news last week? Fox News, CBS News, The Washington Post, USA Today, even Univision in Español. Thanks to Benji for making Mansfield proud. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, the Mansfield Independent School District not only has a collection of elementary, intermediate, middle, and high schools, but also pre-K, STEM, fine arts, and career and technology academies, as well as an alternative education center and an early college high school. This week's trivia question is... All totaled, how many schools are there within the MISD organization? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, all totaled, how many schools are there within the MISD organization? Good luck, and thanks to Benji at our place for the gift card. Welcome back to About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And last week, we started part one with our interview with Mansfield Economic Development Corporation Executive Director Jason Moore. Today, part two, including the ever-popular lightning round. You talked about at the the, the onset of this, this interview that there's 25% land left that's developable. And... Without giving away any secrets, because obviously you would not do that, can you tell us some projects that are coming up that that Mansfield can can look forward to? Sure. 
So a lot of these have been discussed in, in public forums and mm-hmm. in terms of a public hearing or a zoning zoning uh, case. But there's significant projects coming between the 287, 360 along the corridors there. That's our, our greatest opportunity to, to see corporate office, to see some additional entertainment type districts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, what I mean by that is places for you to go hang out at night. It could have a restaurants mixed with uh, the family entertainment, you know, the, the different uh, movies and ax throwing and all those types of things. Um, and so those, those kind of hybrid mix of entertainment or restaurant, we call it mixed use. Um, and a lot of people think, well, you're just trying to use that as a fancy word for apartments. I'm like, well, no. Um, I'll explain that because <laughs> Craig Hall in, in Hall Office Park up in Frisco used, you know, he had a, a very successful office park mm-hmm. right off of the toll road, tollway there. And it was struggling to, to land corporate tenants. Uh, people were saying, and he, he spoke in a public forum, and this is on record, I can't get the tenants to come into the buildings because they want places for people to live there. The 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 age and demographic of the folks that are coming into a lot of these corporate positions, they want to live somewhere that's really convenient and cool and it's got other amenities, sure. um, not just a pool. And so he demolished s- several buildings and areas of that part of town and is going back now with a... Uh, a mix of parks and performing arts center, um, multifamily mixed in, integrated with the vertical mixed use. So that's not to say we're we're looking at doing multifamily in all these places. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, but there there could be a component of that type of urban housing that's integrated into an entertainment zone uh, along with office. I was in a coffee shop just last week in Arlington that sits on on the corner of a building and yes they're apartments but the apartment residents don't have to leave the building in order to get to the coffee shop that there's an upstairs they have meetings meeting rooms upstairs and it leads right down to the hallway of all these apartments mm-hmm. and you just walk down the hall you take the stairs or the elevator and and you're right there in the coffee shop. You don't have to go out to the sidewalk and where it's raining and to put the umbrella up. And I thought that is brilliant yeah. that they've created this 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 business where yes, you can drive to the coffee shop, which is what we did, um, and go in through the front door. Or if you happen to just live there, you walk down the hall and and it's there, right? And there's a, a lot of these developments that have not just the retail and the coffee shops and the restaurants, but they have office and they have co-working offices. And, right. Uh, that that's our real our push is to bring in the corporate office, and so we've got several of those projects coming in. We're working with a lot of the developers, and we can get creative on how to how to not incentivize, but how to backstop a deal and work through a deal where we help them get started and then we immediately recoup uh, any type of investment that that the MEDC could make or the city. Um, So we have several of those in the pipeline right now. Uh, We're working through several public improvement districts, which would 
That's a, that's a separate tax rate that goes for that new development and does not put a, a tax burden on the existing residents of and corporate residents of Mansfield. So that's that's kind of how we're we're trying to look at utilizing alternative sources of revenue for the developers to come in and build world class amenities. Right, uh, and that's every one of these projects um, that I mentioned. Uh, there, there's one that has a large entertainment use and it, it could be sport. It'll likely have a sports related component to it. Uh, that would be pretty significant and, and, and really put Mansfield on the map from a sports perspective saying that, um, we've already have a, a tremendous school district and athletics program within that. I, there's a lot of programs that are we, we're ranked in the top of the state, and so that's noticed all across the, the state of Texas right. and beyond, and that's what's attracting. So we you know we we use our existing strengths to attract these businesses, and and so that's these hubs that are popping up um, in these development cycles right now. It's because of that that infrastructure that's been laid for the longest time here. But in order to attract these businesses, it requires density. And density, in many cases, means townhomes, means apartments, uh, condos. How come there are no condos in Mansfield? You know, condos is that's a tough market, and uh, we, we've seen it. We've we have a, a, one of our developments. Uh, we've been talking to a group that wants to do a a, a fourteen story condo for sale. They're fourteen for stories. Sale. Fourteen yeah. stories. Okay. They, they would prefer to be on the lake, you know, at Joe Pool Lake somewhere. But sure. um, we have a couple locations. We've talked to them that, that it may make sense. Um, but those would be for sale condos. So it's it'd be like a tower if you're familiar with Lakeside and Flower Mound uh, that overlooks Grapevine Lake. Okay. It's a it maybe a 20-story tower. But it's all for sale homes, condos. You can lock up, leave. You don't have a yard to maintain. And yeah. So th- those are becoming a little more prevalent. But it's a... You know, it's a for sale product. It's it's not a rental, um, but you're right. Density is is important, but it's it's not really um, just we 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 can't just look at Mansfield. So I've had this conversation several times here recently. Is we have to set the bar because we can't control what our surrounding communities do. Uh, we can only control what's in Mansfield, right? And in terms of zoning and what gets approved, but the higher the quality we build, it just elevates what the neighbors have to build too. So if we're going to build something and, and we want the highest, best class, best in class products, that's just going to raise the bar for everybody else, and that's what's going to bring in the restaurants and retail that people want. Well, that br- that brings me up to my next point. Uh, we 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 the the city proposed to the voters that we want a world-class library and rec center. And, and, and actually this was going to lead me into uh, the, the bond election and mm-hmm. where only one of the five propositions passed. How do we get nice things when the voters say, no, we don't want to raise our taxes? You know, I think, uh, I think timing is everything right. And, and, yeah. um, I think our community um, is willing to invest in ourselves um, at the right time and in, in the right loca- uh, places and right items. And uh, I'm not saying that anything that that wasn't was was not the right 
the, the right product or the right building. Um, but from a timing perspective, you know, we've got gas prices at $5 a gallon and, and mm-hmm. people are spending, you know, what is it, 8% now in inflation and just typical consumer products uh, from 24% more year over year. Um, and so just that, that environment that we're in right now uh, was uh, interesting. And so when you have to call the election, you call the election January, February timeframe, you know, we, we were seeing some 5% numbers in inflation, but we weren't yeah. seeing Ukraine and, and Russia and those things happening yet with gas prices. And so um, I think, you know, then you don't just cancel an election uh, <laughs> you know, right before. So right. That, that was, I'd say, more of a timing thing. But I think the, the residents, um, it's, it's not that they, they don't want world-class things. It's just the, from a timing perspective, I think there'll be new opportunities that come out of this. Um, uh, hopefully, if we do have a recession, it's, it's a, a brief one mm-hmm. uh, so that there could be some uh, opportunities for construction costs to go down. Um, that would help you supply, know, maybe get the supply chain back rolling again. We need that. We need that going. We need. Uh, we definitely need manufacturing to come back to the U.S. for that supply chain, and not, and not just. And I'm not trying to be political here, but we don't need to just provide money for an industry like semiconductors. And in, in my opinion, to just go throw money at a you know, semiconductor plant because we need chips. Well, yeah. we need the other parts that make those chips, and we need to bring that back. And so how do you incentivize a business to do that? Um, and so we, we were up uh, with the Mansfield Chamber and a, a council member here up in Washington, D.C. to meet with congressional leaders earlier this week sure. uh, to discuss exactly those points. And um, hopefully – uh, there's some, there's both sides of the aisle have that same target in mind. We've got to bring those jobs back here. We've got more jobs right now than people can fill. So um, that's another, another thing that I think with the interest rates kind of slowly going up, that could help um, balance that, that job equation out. So to, to pull this back to the, the bonds for just a second, and, yeah. and you're right. Timing is, is what I've been, is what I've been hearing. The other thing that I was, I was talking with a gentleman last night who's pretty well connected in the city. And he says, you've got five items on the ballot that are wants versus how many items were on the ballot that the city actually needs. And infrastructure was one of those needs. He specifically saying on the east side of town, People have been talking about Daymire Road needs a bridge or expansion leading out to the high school. And why, or is it a possibility, why couldn't, say, an expansion project been paired with, say, the Veterans Memorial? So you've got a want and a need paired together into this bond issue. Well, yes, we need the expansion of Daymire, so I have to vote for this this war memorial bill or the, the, the memorial park and which made a lot of sense. So you've got five, we want a rec center. We want the expansion of these parks. We want a memorial, um, and a, a, uh, miracle field. Sure. But there were no needs 
Now, I know you work for the city, so you... Sure, well, (laughs) that's why I'm in MEDC, so I don't have to make those decisions. (laughs) But no, I I understand what your your point. And, um, you know, I'd say that that was why the council, I believe, really wanted the community's buy-in and input. So they they formed a bond committee that put together a list of recommendations. And roads and streets, bridges, those always come up. uh, But we also have, you know, based on our guiding principles, the council is true north. We want to be a a city that follows our true north. And that N in north, there's an acronym, and it stands for noteworthy essentials. We are taking care of the noteworthy essentials. Now, it may not be the timing, you know, we have to prioritize. And the Daymire Road and, you know, those types of things, those are on our capital project list. The council's authorized funding within the existing budget to, uh, uh, you know, address those things. Design, I mean, this is crazy to me, but design engineering-wise from a a roadway, you have to acquire right-of-way and you have to go out and negotiate with individual property owners. So, you know, Heritage Parkway is a good example. Um, Every one of those parcels that, you know, the expansion took place in, we had to go talk to each one of those private property owners just to get the right-of-way first. To build this bridge right outside this this, this building. To get over the Uh, railroad. You had to, the railroad had to go out and negotiate with Lockwood to take a piece of his land. Right. So I I understand there's always frustrations with, you know, the, the... a streets, the conditions of pavement and potholes and things like that, and just capacity. And it's a there's there's so much that goes into the design and the the initial front end that by the time you see construction, you're like, wow, this took forever. Uh, but there's there's a lot of engineering and f- important things. The, the reason why you know you can't just go run electricity and cross a a, a road a certain way, or it's got to be. The u- private utilities, the telecommunications, all those things have to be done, and we're de- we're dealing with a lot of these different entities. So I'll say the noteworthy; those are noteworthy essentials of what mm-hmm. we provide uh, as a community for a, or for the community, and they're on they are on a, a budgeted list that have funding tied to them. Um, some of those were previous bond issuance. Um, it's just it's been a, a matter right. of. How do we prioritize those each year to ensure that we're getting the longest useful life? Uh, we we got to think 40 years out. We can't just think, you know, five years. And so that's that's how I would respond to that. But again, I'm MEDC, so <laughs> <laughs> not my, my, my calls. Let's go back to Jason Moore, the person versus the the executive director. Uh, the your your predecessor. Scott Wellmaker was uh, was, I think, for ten or eleven years the executive director. Uh, he plays a hell of a guitar. What are your hobbies? Well, I I won't say I can play a hell of a guitar, but I can play guitar. <laughs> you play um, guitar. I, I play every music or every type of music uh, out there. I started out playing the piano when I was little, and so my dad played. My whole dad's side of the family were musicians, and so. I played piano. That gave me kind of a base knowledge of you know scales and notes and things like that. Sure. And um, can play by ear. That's really how I play. And so I picked up the guitar. Um, and so I, I love to play. My kids get annoyed at me uh, when I play. Uh, you know, during the the weekends and things. But what do you what do you like to play? If you pick up your guitar, what's the first song you go to? Usually Pat Green. Uh, okay. Something well, or Sublime or uh, I mean, it's all over the map. I'll, nice. I'll play Led Zeppelin. Um, uh, just you know, I like James Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just any of those things. <laughs> and I've got a, a new app on my phone called Cordify. 
and you can take any new song or any old song um, and run it through, and it'll 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 you chart know, it it'll out. It'll give you the chart. Nice. Um, and so I'll, that's what I've been doing a lot lately. Uh, the other the other thing is uh, golf, and then you know just kind of being with my my wife and kids and. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spend a lot of time as a family. We've got I've got three little kids, all under ten years old, wow. and um, so that's a it's a a full house uh, and a fun house. Uh, we play a lot of board games and such, so that's what occupies our time. Jason Moore, what's your favorite ice cream? Butter pecan. Any particular brand? Uh, I usually go with the uh, um, either Brahms or. Uh, Bluebell. Okay. Yep. But, butter pecan. Butter, yeah. All right. Everyone who sits in that chair, including your boss and several other people who uh, are affiliated with the city, go through what's called the lightning round. Okay. And you seem to have a pretty good sense of humor, so uh, <laughs> it's a, we'll, we'll do that with you. It's a very simple exercise of this or that. Gives okay. the listeners a really inside uh, uh, depth of, 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 uh, of Jason Moore. So okay. very simple. Night or day? Day. Movie theater or Netflix? Movie theater. Cardio or weights? Cardio. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. What's the most used app on your phone? Cortify. Over or under? Always over. Skyscraper or bridge? Bridge. Superman or Batman? Superman. Coffee or tea? Coffee. And have you ever asked anyone for their autograph? Yes. And who was that? Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. Nice. That's a great autograph. Well, it was easy. My uncle played with him and, uh, you know, professional. So, but I still had to ask. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Moore, the executive director of the Mansfield Economic Development Corporation, or affectionately known as MEDC right here in Mansfield. Um, We've spent 45 minutes just chatting and and we could probably go on and on, but... um, that's all we got. Awesome. So I appreciate your time. Uh, if, I'd love to have you back if, uh, if we have any, uh, any more to talk about specifically uh, projects coming up here in, in sure. Mansfield. And appreciate your time on About Mansfield. Well, I appreciate you having me, Steve. Thank you. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with yet another fine citizen from our community, and you will just have to tune in to find out who it is. As always, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporter, Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Ask Terry Home Improvement, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. We thank you all for listening. Don't forget to take a moment on Monday to remember our fallen heroes this Memorial Day. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield. <laughs>